welcome back to episode, I believe, seven of We Making It Woo! Always remember, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can email me at Katie, that's K-A-D-I-E, smiles, because my smile is cute, dot NYC, because that's where we are at. Uh, what am I reading? Because we're going to get right into it. I'm still working through Homie Don't Play That, guys. I swear to you, I'm going to finish that book in this month. I really promise. Uh, and uh, if you're a new listener, Homie Don't Play That is the story of the rise and fall or the rise and maybe the ending of In Living Color by David Peisner. David, I'm really sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, I'm also still making my way through In the Company of Women. Today, I read Mary... Mary, I'm not going to remember your last name, so maybe I shouldn't say it. And um, another woman whose name I'm also going to mispronounce, but she's a fashion designer in Lagos, Nigeria. Guys, if you don't have any of the company of women, please go get it. Like I said last week, um, it is a big book. So this is not the book you want to take on your New York commute um, because it's like a textbook. But it's a really, really beautiful book full of women uh, who are entrepreneurs and making the creative pursuits their lives. Uh, and each page goes into like their story of like how they became and also some of the ways in they've navigated challenges. So it's a great, great group. But also, guys, and, you know, so shout out to my girlfriend, Emily. But Emily doesn't like when I read In the Company Women by myself because we're supposed to read it together. And so I had to pick up another book. And I'm reading You Are a Badass by... Y'all know this book. It's bright. It's yellow. It's a really good book. It's like, y'all, she got like three, four books. And I'm just like late to the game. It's a really, really great book. If you like uh, Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth or Pema Chandran's When Things Fall Apart Mm -hmm. or Marianne Williamson's um, something like End of All Things, all those like self-help books that basically talk about consciousness and you raising your frequency is right in that vein. So if you (laughs) like those, all those books, Go read it. Guys, guys. So I was talking to my special guest who I have not introduced yet because just give it a second. They're coming. Um, Guess what I did last night? I went to the movies. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to AMC. They have $5 Tuesdays. If you're looking for balling on a budget with somebody, take them on Tuesday and it's $5 and you can go see a movie. My girlfriend and I saw Green Book. Now, I know there's some controversy about the maker of the movie not being a person of color and the story is uh, heavily about a man of color. I just want to say Mahershala Ali and what is his name? I know he's from Lord of the Rings, so don't be coming to me. Viggo Mortensen. Mortensen. Y'all, this movie was so good and tender and thoughtful um just thinking about what it means to be complex i think this movie captured a lot of complexities between relationships uh it is a timepiece because it's set in the early 1950s i think they did a great job of maybe taking a glance on what it looks like to go into the South, but like look into different states. Um, I'm from Texas, if you don't know, if I say it all the time. Um, and it is a very different going from like Louisiana to Texas to Alabama, Mississippi. Like, yes, we're all the South, but everybody has their own temperament. And I think the problems that each of them had to negotiate in the places that they were in, I just thought that they were super authentic. Marshall Ali, if you listen to this podcast, can I just let you know that I think you're just like beautiful and smart and talented <laughs> and just, um, just so multifaceted like I adore all that you are and all that you've been able to bring light to in your creative pursuits you're the bomb.com so shout out to green book I know the Oscars are coming I hope you win everything now without further ado guys I have two really really lovely special guests can you introduce yourselves Oh, hello, guys. It's Camry Akeem. And Dubois Akeem. Woo! If you don't know who they are, Google them. Because they're that legit. Yes. And they have a bomb website. I remember when you guys launched the website, and I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then it was available, and I, like, went on. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I know. I'm a bit much, but the website is also pretty legit. So, like, get with it. Okay, so, as always, what are you guys making individually 
and together. You go first, because <laughs> what you're making is way better than what I'm making. I mean, right now, like what we're making together. Yeah, but you're together. mostly making it. <laughs> well, we're making a baby right now. <laughs> um, Which is amazing. Everybody go be parents. No, Not true, no, but don't. I don't. <laughs> I want to retract that statement. I don't mean that. If you would like to be a parent. We encourage you should it. do that. And if you don't, that's all good too. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, what, what are you working on? Uh what am I making? Um so a, a few things, I guess, uh through our business. So we my wife and I uh founded and have a creative agency slash pr- production company where we work primarily in film, fashion, and dance. Um, so that looks like a lot of things, but one of the things that we're working on pretty regularly right now is this film series called uh, Campfire Poetry yes. uh, with my co-producer. It was founded by my co-producer, Max Rothman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're doing this film series, which is uh, an intersection of uh, film, poetry and dance um, and music. I, I would add music. And so, yeah, we're working on that. <clears throat> I just directed a film, the most recent one that we're in post with now. We directed, I directed it at uh, Pier 59 and shot with uh, amazing, brilliant artist Michael Jackson Jr. from Ailey. Um, I was able to bring on my brother, Elon um, Lays, who's a visual artist and he's brilliant. And then my wife was the wardrobe slash costume designer so she crushed it and it looked stunning and I can't wait to finish editing it so that we can share it with the world and I'm putting emphasis on every last word that I say because that's how I feel (laughs) and that's what I'm making so we're making a lot of things but that's kind of like at the forefront of the things we're making and that should come out in March right beginning of March end of February and then as my wife said we're making a baby and Which is coming out <laughs> <laughs> at the end of April. End of How April. exciting. Okay, so um, I think I want to definitely go back because mm-hmm. you guys, that was that was a lot. Let's uh, let's take it from the top. Okay, great. So, yes. How did you guys meet? We met. We met when we were. We met <laughs> when we were. Eight at um at summer camp. Shut the front door. And what summer camp? Can we shout them out? Yes, NYSP. NYSP they, <laughs> National Youth Sports Program. Do they even it, exist anymore? They should. That they probably a great... got a new moniker, but they got the same camp. I think it was actually originally called Negro Youth Sports Program. Do you really think that? I really do think that. But I think that they changed it to National Youth Sports Program. To make me more inclusive. With, exactly. Mm-hmm. Get some a couple more grants. I hear that. Get the money. So, yes. I honestly don't think that that's. <laughs> I want to believe that in my heart. I know you do. But anyway. He does that sometimes. But, um, yeah, we met when we were eight and at a summer she camp. She was eight. I was nine. Gotcha. And um, that was just when we saw each other. Like, I mean, it was a home, like a small town. So, like, everybody kind of knew each other. So, everybody kind of met when they were, like, eight. Where are you but guys from originally? Albany, Georgia. Yes. The Good Life City. Yes. Um, but he was a bad boy. And he was never really with the group. So, he was always, like, in timeout. Um, and so, she fell in love with me is what she's saying. I never got to see him. So, I, I was always this, like, exclusive thing. Like, if he were my friend, then it would be kind of exclusive. I was her first crush. And she always doesn't want to, like, she never wants to say that because I guess it makes her feel some way about her ego. Because I didn't like her when we were you young. No, you didn't really know, know me. Know me to like you. Exactly. Right. I remember a lot of kids being like, why would I like you if I don't know you? Exactly. But she knew me because I was hot stuff. And wow. she liked or me. bad stuff. You were bad. You which were could bad boy. I wasn't could. bad. See, this is what we have to we have to deconstruct that. That's the narrative that they always want to put on young black males who are active and creative and innovative. But and so they want to label you as you bad. But were you innovative things. in such a way that you weren't listening? That I cannot answer. I plead the fifth. But what I will say is that <laughs> mm. she had a crush on me. We didn't. No, I didn't know her. I don't think it was a crush. I think that I just thought that you were, you... Intriguing. You looked nice. I thought you looked nice. 
And you probably do know if guys, you know the bar. He probably did look so good in timeout. I looked so good. Anyway, so then fast forward. Are you blushing? I'm blushing so hard right now. <laughs> fast forward uh, through high school and middle school and all that stuff and then get to college. I started uh, working for this company that was a, um, a, basically a startup at the time, but it was mm-hmm. a healthcare career center. And um, the CEO wanted to bring me on as a marketing guy, human yeah. relations marketing guy. Um, we, she also went to my church. Long story short, I was in between housing because of my situation because I was an RA in junior college. And I was in between housing and she was like, oh, well, you can just stay on the other side of my house. It's big, you know, and that can be your pay for working for this company. Oh, great. And that will save money with the company. You'll have housing, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it ends up being Camry's mom. Shut the front door. Yeah. And we're like talking about this one day and she's like, oh, I think you know my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah you know who and she's like Camry Winford and I'm like what I know it was your daughter I used to have a crush on her she's so sexy wait 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 can I, we pause yeah because you just gave Camry like a good five minutes on how much she had a crush on you but you exactly. didn't tell no, no, no. us that right. you had a crush on so her so this is the thing that <laughs> the I'm this twist. is the plot twist when we were in high school I would see her because she danced for the band like the dance line group yes and I announced for my school's band and also was like a choreographer for the dance line so I would see her over there and I but it, in the South, like, if you're that fair-skinned from that far away, you're white. Right. So I thought she, wow. I was like, who is this white girl on this dance line? Like, she can dance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, don't I was think always... I heard that part. I think my feelings just got a little hurt. It's okay, babe. You're so black. But <laughs> I would see her and I would be like, man, this girl is really attractive. But in high school, like, my attention was elsewhere. But I would always kind of just like, oh, okay. She got so a little when I said... I had a crush on her. That's you what just I like meant. peeped her. I peeped you her. Seen her. I saw her away. like, oh, okay, Shadi, I see you. <laughs> like, eh. like that, but not really. Anyway, so then <laughs> I started working for this lady, it which is her mom, with his, which is her mom. I'm living in the house, and she starts coming home, which is creepy. Anyway, Continue. I conflict of interest, conflict of interest. But I was very clear from the first time I saw her come home that she was my wife. I was like. I'm going to marry her. So then I started. Wait, 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 no. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> she what was it about home. her that made you think that she was going to be your wife? Was it the way that she moved her hair? The way she touched her finger? Like, what was it? I was around her mom. And we would talk about her all the time. And she'd be like, oh. she would constantly say, constantly. She'd be like, you remind me so much of my daughter. Like, y'all act just like y'all both a little you know, something like in your own, own lane. lane. That's, That's what, what she would saying. always say. She's like, y'all in your own lane. And I'm like, okay, dope. And so she would talk about her all the time. And then I started kind of like soft stalking her on social when he media. When soft stalking, he's like always in my DM. And I'm like, kind of like not, not kind of, I'm not answering back. At all. Oh wow! But I was just like, "Yo, but, it's good." Like, oh, I remember and this is you when from Twitter. Young. Was really like Twitter was popping. So talk like it would be the what's it? What was it called? The, the language? The mentioning? The subtweeting? Subtweeting. That's what he would do. <laughs> it's like the like oh somebody hasn't messaged me back in a while. Hashtag but subtweeting. Not adding, oh my god! That's some old. That's some old. <laughs> passive aggressive. It was more like, but like actually like aggressive. completely aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dubois and I had a conversation. <laughs> We're both Capricorns, <laughs> and some of this behavior <laughs> is actually quite familiar. <laughs> There's another couples episode with another Capricorn, and I really think we're going to compare these episodes because I really think there's something in this Capricornness that really is just like a through line. There's something there. I stand with you. It's we know what we want, and we go after it. And obviously, like, we thought about what we wanted before we went after. We so, like, counted obviously. up the cost. We took inventory. And we're very clear about the vision. We set it out. And we do it. I told people I was going to marry her. I asked her father could I marry her bef- while she had a boyfriend. Because um, obviously he was there. Well, he we was not the eat. one. We were out to eat at this, like, it was almost Cracker supposed Barrel. to be, like, this business. Oh, my gosh, I love Cracker Barrel. After business, meet, like, Whatever. Lunch, lunch it was thing. her dad, her mom, me, and her. Because I worked for the business. She right, was there as a Right, right, right. This was, yeah. This is so. Platonic. And he asked my dad, can I marry your daughter? I was like, she doesn't like me right now. She will. Can I marry her? I'm just. He said yes. But he said yes. A my year later, like... we were dating. We were courting. And then four years later, we were married. 
here we are, and now we're having a baby. It was really weird. It was weird during the time. But was it, though? It was. She was it so was. into it. I... <laughs> so ridiculous. It, it was honestly weird. A lot. It became a lot. But then I kind of gave in, because you were cute. Because we always are. Like, in such Smile. a way that... Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. So, but that does that does create some questions though. So, <laughs> which is what I love. So, obviously you got married, but getting married doesn't necessarily go in hand hand with like co-founding a business, guys. Right. So, can you talk me through how some of your natural abilities became? like intertwined so seamlessly because you guys are like you guys have a brand together yeah you literally just said that you did a film that she like that is working that's almost like dreaming together yeah you i mean Dubois is a capricorn so i i mean i don't know if you thought that this was gonna happen but i mean if you did tell me <laughs> but yeah can you tell me a little bit about how those braids became to uh, those braids began to like weave themselves I think it's all in the like in our in our story of how we even got together. Like my mom was always was always talking about how much we thought like similar, how much we were always compatible in some way. So there was always that chemistry there. Yeah. Um, but I think that um, as far as us being partners and working in a business together, our um, the things that we brought to the table was for me is the the background work. Um, I, I'm like a stickler for like research and, um, setting foundation and, um, finances. And like, I'm, I'm like, I love, I don't love paperwork, but I love, um, security. Like I love securing things. Um, and, and, um, (laughs) I wouldn't, I'm going to go on a limb and say that's not Dubois' strength. (laughs) My husband, he's like, he, I mean, he's good. He's good at it, but I feel like he's so much better at, um, at setting the vision and saying, I think we should do this and me doing the logistics part of it. And he's such a great, like talker in the face of the, like, I'm just like, you can have that, you know, I'll come in with like shades or whatever and, you know, just be behind the scenes looking cute and that's fine. But just, you know, I can handle everything else in in the back and behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, and also, like, just when we were dating, we 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 dreamed together so often. Like, it became one of a, it not became, it was always, like, we started off as friends. And so we would always stay up until wee hours of the night, 3 a.m. in the morning. Was like, this back when you had, like, a landline? Like, were y'all talking on the phone? Or were we y'all, were, like, together? We were, because you we were living together. there. Yeah, he was, li- he was living there. He just walked down the hall. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was living there. And, like, I mean, he was he became, like, one of my best friends. And so we would just, like, stay up and, like, talk and dream and, like, dream about going, um, taking trips, like, going, like, just just so beyond and to me like I was dating guys who I couldn't really I couldn't really do that with because they were so like um into like looks or like whatever like superficial things and I mean I'm like into paper and and um and with uh Doobie that's what I call him Doobie um he was just um he was just able to go there with me he was we would literally take off like and just like think together literally like in the first year well during our whole dating like we would just dream that's amazing yeah um and also too like i am one of those people that i actually that's why i read the books that i do i am one on like frequency um and i do think that there is a really special moment when you can um take off with somebody there's a certain amount of like limitlessness that maybe certain people bring out in you um and I just think that it's such a um, such a gift when that person is somebody that you think you could also spend a life with. Yeah, I think that that's super special. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, this whole power couple series. Yes, you guys are a power couple. Yes, um, the whole power couple series was really. I think with that in mind, uh, I am the kind of person that I want to see what I believe, and it's around me. I just want to bring it closer to me. And I think if, if I bring it closer to me, then I bring it closer to my community and you can see it. And I 
I would go on a limb to say that a lot of people don't believe that that limitlessness is um, real or um, possible. And I just want to echo that, like, I'm sitting with two people who not only believe it, but, like, are creating a little being that's also going to (laughs) be limitless, y'all. I'm also just like not the person for like babies because I love pregnancy and couple. I just love. I think I just love love and how it can be birthed. <laughs> I want to. I want to add something to yes to that. Lord, she's too. This is too so beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> but, the limitlessness. Oh, it's fine. No, but what I will say is, I think there were some practical things that were put in place. Okay, that position does. For partnership, for dreaming together, for both practical things and and like some things that people may have been like, that's weird. Like, for example, we would literally go get breakfast in the morning at like McDonald's. This is when we were still eating fast food because we were in college. <laughs> we would go get breakfast in the morning. My wife had a Jeep. We would drive the Jeep and we would talk about being in another country. We would be like, so where are we having breakfast today? And I remember one time explicitly like driving back to the parking lot of my dorm. We would drive back to the parking lot of my dorm room and sit in the parking lot and be like pretending like we were on this like. I don't know, Pierre Terre in like Paris, like having breakfast and like having tea, which was like sweet tea from McDonald's. Yes. But in our minds, it was like hot tea. English breakfast. English breakfast, like on a window with like fabrics floating and like looking over the village. Like we would literally do weird things like that and be like, I mean, it was just like Conjuring. We, were, we were literally like bringing it into our reality in those moments in these really extravagant ways like we were allowing ourselves to be expansive in in our reality in that way and then another thing i think that we set up that allowed that made time for that and didn't and didn't um cause us to be focused on some other things like we we from day one, we're like, we're waiting until marriage to come together physically yeah, um, and to have sex. And so because because we weren't intimate in that way, you could be our intimacy, so our intimacy was really these like eight hour long conversations yeah, of like me really understanding how does this person think? How does this person see the world? Yeah. How, do, how does this person dream? And then being able to be in conversation with that. And we, that was for four years. Yeah. And we also lived in two different places. So that first summer, it was a summer love. Like she came home that one time and then she started coming home a lot. <laughs> Obviously, because I was there, <laughs> but she started. She would like stay for like three, four day weekends. Like you know, she would come like... home Thursday night and leave like Monday morning to drive back to school in Valdosta. Yeah. And then I ended up, you know, start. I started dancing around the same time that we, or started training as a dancer around the same time that we started being together. So then I went to Florida State, and she was at Valdosta State. So our interaction was always so like Kept. intense and precious because yeah. like we were living in two different places. Yeah. Um, so I think that all of those things were like set up for by the time we got married, like when we were dating, we were talking about doing conferences and like, I remember, um, like building out like logos with her, like, and like just saving things to like Google or whatever for like a woman's conference or a men's conference or like a thing. And like red and gold was going to be the colors and like, and all these things. And so. By the time we got married, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even, it was so tangibly a part of our relationship. Like we knew we were going to build a business together. We knew we were going to build something together, whether it was a business, a a brand, a platform. And so it was just about over time that coming to a head. Yeah. And and we're still discovering what that looks like. But I also want to, there were so many things that that I kind of want to just echo. So similar to like, so let's just say you, because most of the, most of you guys out there are dancers. Um, 
the first time you do a plie, it's probably not the greatest. But, or like, let me take it even a step further. The first time you see, like, I remember watching Save the Last Dance when she auditions for Juilliard and thinking like, oh my gosh, I could do that too. Um, And so you do, you take all these steps to just make that dream a reality. And so what's been really fascinating with all of the couple, with the couples that I have been able to talk to is that the same way that you have a dream and then you take steps forward to get to that, that sounds exactly like what you guys did. You literally maybe had that, feeling of like this is what I want to do this is what I want to be and then you just took steps and just so happened that you found someone that was also taking the same steps naturally and as you guys took steps together they were able to feed each other another thing that I want to talk about too I okay disclaimer I am a little bit more uh old school like yes for those of you who know me personally my family's very very young but I think I have an old spirit I remember do y'all remember like like Tevin Campbell, can we talk? Like I just remember, like yes. <laughs> I just remember this one episode of Sister Sister, and they were like talking. The guy and the girl were talking on the phone, and you know how you? I don't know if y'all remember, but if you had like the wire phone, yeah. and you couldn't leave <laughs> because the cord was too short, so you had to just stand in the kitchen, which is where ours was, and you leaned up, posting up on the wall, just chit chatting it up. Cordless phones didn't come out until much later. I go on that nostalgic trip to just, um, I think, echo what intimacy maybe looks like in my childhood. Even, not even just with intimate partners, but I remember, like, watching movies with my friends. And you would pause it at the same time because somebody had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then you press play. And then you'd literally watch the movie with the person, like, talking to them about what's happening. Yeah. Keep in mind, y'all, we've probably seen that movie, like, 5,000 times. Yeah. But watching it with them was this whole nother experience. Right. Um... I don't know. And I just think that that speaks to the level of intimacy that you guys are able to create. Um, Just this 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 time that was reserved for you guys to be whatever it meant for you. Um, I think it's really difficult uh, sometimes in New York City to have that time. Also, we're not 13 putting our toes in the cord of the phone. But I just think that um, I just think that that's really important in terms of like building things how do you set that time to say this is our time to be limitless together despite um which i do want to which is a perfect segue there are a lot of things you guys are doing that have been that i would say growing up would have been deemed like what not only impossible but like definitely in your own lane what lane is that was what my mama probably would ask um how has your partnership, I mean, I think you've echoed this, but I really maybe want to make it a bit more tangible. You guys are like building something that I think in some ways doesn't even exist. How did your partnership um, hold space? Were there moments of adversity? Were there moments of insecurity? Like you guys are like you guys are like visionaries. How did your partnership create safe space for um, the highs and the lows of that, considering it is such like, it's epic. Yeah. You should go first. I just finished talking. You should go. Uh, so I think, I think that um, the question. Um, I'll I'll just go ahead and say because I mean I'm I'm a Christian. I I think that it. I mean I know that it was both of our faith in in God, and God being Jesus Christ. Um. And I think that, you know, there are so many ups and downs um, and there's always ups and yeah. ups and downs. Even when we were dating, there were ups and downs because, I mean, like he is like long distance. It was long distance. I'm stupid. Sometimes boys are boys, you know, like. Women yeah, are crazy, I say, I say, I was gonna say, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm crazy too. <laughs> it's a whole thing. So there's that. And then like when, once we got married, I mean, there was there was. Before, I think we had to learn first to put our marriage first Um, because we jumped, we went, we went from um, just dating and being this like cute couple that was like, people were like, oh my God, you you guys guys are so great. We were so gassed up, (laughs) super gassed (laughs) going in to the marriage that, um, you know, our, you know, we just our pride just got the best of us and we were just kind of hanging on to past words when we needed to create, you know, 
Cam and Doobie being married? Like, what does that look like? And so in all of this, we were also still visioning for a business because that's just in us right. to, um, and it's always been us in us to be like, uh, to build a business, to build some sort of empire and to be like, great. Um, but we, we didn't have the foundation. We right. didn't have the, um, we didn't build a foundation of a strong marriage. Um, and with that came ups and downs. Like, um, I think it wasn't until the second year. <laughs> it wasn't until the second year that, um, not second year, maybe. It wasn't until later that in the first year that we were able to pinpoint what it was and that was to just really lean into our marriage and put each other first and um and love each other well and understand that we weren't each other's enemy like mm-hmm. um and for me like so many things like came um like moving to New York being married and it was like I was our first time like to intimate to, like, we came like we waited for marriage that's yeah. a real thing yeah. and so um so that was new and um, living with a guy was new. Like everything was new. So, so it's new. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so it was like um, it was it was tough. Um, but once we um, decided that you know we were on each other's team, and we were for each other, and that and we were going to put each other's in each other first over any type of gig or any type of job. Like we had, there was a point where. If we had a disagreement, we would literally shut everything down. Shut like, down everything. Um, if we if there was a gig to go to, we would reschedule the gig. Like if there was, if there was um what anything, it could be like, it could be huge. Yeah. It could be huge. I remember Doobie just passing up. Like I think I'm gonna cry because it this really spoke to like how how much he wanted the marriage over anything and wanted me over anything. And same for me. Like there were some times where I yeah. was like, okay, I, I can't go into this gig or I can't, or I need to be a little bit late for work for this because we really need to work this thing out. Um, and um, I think once we did that for a season, like we did that for a, a almost a year. Absolutely a year. We kind of just stopped doing that. Yeah. And then we were comfortable enough to say, and not even just comfortable enough, but we we st- we learned to work together in the business, and we're comfortable enough to um to say oh go like go get that money like <laughs> go and to the kids secure, and secure the bag <laughs> and bring it home and then we can come back and figure this part out yeah but also too is that not what maybe our teachers used to tell us about like getting a double pirouette. Like, this is not your season. Like, you, you have to focus on this. Yeah. If you wanted to get better. I remember, shout out to Miss Bell at Eisenhower High School um, in Houston, Texas, right there off of, what is that, Antoine Gulf Bank. Um, I just remember being she being really honest with me. Like, you're not flexible. You're not flexible. You cannot turn. Your jumps are not high. Why would I put you on stage? And I know that people are like, okay, that's not the same. But it is. Like, essentially, how can I take this job and this really special part of me is not where it's supposed to be? And if and I, I could ask, if that special part of you isn't aligned where it needs to be, then a lot of the other things that you do kind of could get it in the crossfire. Absolutely, no? yeah. And so, and I say that because so I was talking to Natty and Holly, shout out to you guys, of about, um, I was talking to them about like, what, what does that look like? Hold on guys, I lost my train of thought. But I was talking to them about how, how we set the foundation of things and how similar relationships are to training. But most of the dancers that I know don't date. Mm. And how we are in this practice that is so intimate and so vulnerable, but then somehow we lose it when we get to our intimate partners. Mm. And how, like, such a disservice. Like, I feel like dancers are magical because we've trained to be vulnerable. Yeah. Be that dancers, musicians, etc. Artists have trained themselves to be vulnerable in such a way that it's beneficial. And then how do we lose that when we are with the person that could essentially help us to just be greater and more yeah. vulnerable and more supported in that? Yeah. Um. So, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's so funny you talk about that because I, I think coming in, I knew that. Like, I was like... 
I'm so open, like I'm so vulnerable, like I'm so thoughtful, like I'm so articulate, like I know how to facilitate a conversation that can have tension inside of it and there can be space for that. And like I can really like assess the need and really be able to meet that. And I think that that's cute when you are dealing with yourself and even when you're dealing with a community or a body of people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what I've learned, and I'm so thankful to the work of Urban Bushwomen. Shout out to Urban Bushwomen. Shout out to you guys. I love you guys so much. You know that I love you so much. And also just like, great job, guys, and good luck on the show this week. (laughs) Yeah, like that's that's the company I dance with. And so, um, but I think that having those having that analysis and that ideology and that methodology falsely set me up in a way where I was like, I, I didn't know how to integrate those things in a, in a authentic way inside of my marriage yeah. because my wife was like, I don't need a facilitator right now. Like I need you to, I need you to talk to me and right. I actually, I need you to not talk. I need you to listen and I need yeah. you to actually listen for the sake of hearing what I'm saying and not for the sake of anecdote, anecdote. Right. What you think I need or right. or or helping me get my stuff together. It's like your stuff is Jack, too. And so right. there was this real season of like, I mean, this is ongoing in a season like being inside of marriage for me and being that close to someone and allowing somebody to see because everybody else to everybody else is like, Dubois, Dubois, you're so great. Like round yeah. of applause. And then you have someone who's like, no, I see your flaws. I see your ups. I see your downs. I see the stuff that you don't even see, you right, know, right. and really making yourself available to that in the same way that you would with an instructor. But even more so, because now even you're talking about so. emotional baggage. You're talking about family history. You're talking mm-hmm. about uh, ignorance when it comes to even what does it mean to be a husband, a father, mm-hmm. a partner mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this in this construct or in right. this relationship. Right. So I think that for me, it was really like getting real about that and getting and still undoing some of that so that I can live authentically inside of my marriage and not feel like I need to be the facilitator inside of my marriage. Yeah. Do those tools and and training. Uh, principles come in handy in moments absolutely right but i think that there has to be that real time real life in the moment sensitivity Mm -hmm. to your partner's needs to your partner's wants to your partner's desires and then also a heightened awareness around your own needs wants and desires because there was for three years i didn't even know what i needed she'd be like so what do you need i'm like i'm good no i'm good what let's, do you let's, need? Let's deal with your needs because I'm going to be fine. It is so you know funny because I mean? me, I'm I'm like, I like to, when someone asks me what do I want or what do I need, I go into this thing of where I'm like, so if there's anything in the world right now that I could get or want, like, and I could get it, like. She gets really specific. I, like. And very. It would be this. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, like, I feel like that's the best for a Capricorn. Like, oh, you need that? Oh, watch me get it for right, you. Right. <laughs> and, and, but what it did, because I wasn't clear about my needs mm-hmm. and I wasn't even clear that I had needs, mm-hmm. I would be like, I, I, over time, I started to be resentful. So then I'm like, every time she said a need, I'm like, oh, I need that too. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I need. Yeah. Like, oh, you need that. That's what I need. Because <laughs> I had not done the work in myself because I had built a capacity for suffering. Yeah. I had built a capacity for scarcity. Yeah. I had built a capacity for living in lack. Yeah. And not having my needs met. And so yeah. then it was like, oh. Normalized too. Like the, even the conversation. And celebrated. Yes. Like, oh my God, you're because so you can endure. Amazing. You never need anything. Like Dubois going to be good. Yes. You can sleep on the floor. <laughs> you know, whatever the thing yes. is. Meanwhile, I'm rolling my eyes like, boy. Why? Why are you, you know putting I mean? yourself through that? Like, you you are choosing this part. At this point, you're choosing that. And so it, it became this real... And I'm still in that process of, like, really being clear. And so now I'll be like... I'll I'll be like... Like, last night I was, like, sitting around. And I was like, oh, I'm getting irritable. I need to eat. Like, I'll just come out and, like... It can almost sound like arbitrary or random, but I'm just like, I have to practice. I have to be in a practice of naming my need. I have to be in a practice of identifying the need, being okay to say it, being open about that. Because I was literally going to say, too, um, at least for me, 
I've just I've just been in a lot of situations where I feel like if I if I call my needs, they won't be met. And then I feel either a like I wasn't good enough for my needs to be met or B, something was wrong with me or the, maybe it was the way that I said it. I just get very self-critical. So my solution was that because I'm very solution oriented. Like, oh, I'm not going to say my needs. And then that way we, I don't have to negotiate yeah. these difficult feelings. But what I do love and that what and what I wish somebody maybe would have told me that kind of comes with partners is that somebody may love you enough to be like, hey, I, I really want you to tell me your needs because like yeah. I can make that happen because I'm just like, I don't have none because I don't want to even go through the process of telling you them and then you don't meet them and I'm get pissed off. Right. Because our <laughs> expectations are high. Like I, me, I have actually really high expectations for the person that I'm with. And I'm like, I don't actually want to tell you what I need because I don't know if you're going to be able to do it. You also, I mean? I'm not also, whole thing. I have your back. I'm not going to help you up for failure. Right. I'm going to give you things or, like, tell you things that I know you're going to be able to meet. I know they're not going to create tension because I am a good partner. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel good all the time. Keep in mind that, like, as I get a little older, I know people are supposed to be uncomfortable and blah, 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 blah. I know. I know I'm working on it. But... It comes from a really, really good place. But that is a great segue into what this partnership has been able to give birth to. Yes, a baby, but also a brand, but also just um, a completely different vision of support. Yeah. Um, and how has that vision of support been able to take the dreams that you set out initially further? I think at the heart of everything we do, we're looking for how can we add value and be a blessing to people. Mm -hmm. So one of our core statements, I mean, it, it literally is the like a foundational statement for anything we do is how can we serve you? Mm -hmm. So whether it's through the agency where we're connecting talent with client, um, or through the production company where we're, you know, providing resource or providing creative direction or consultation or um, design, whatever, in whatever capacity that looks like. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or if it's through our, we have a community that we formed um, called the called the Tuesday thing. It's called T3, but we have this Tuesday gathering called the Tuesday thing. I mean, it used to be every Tuesday for almost two years. And mm -hmm. now we do one Tuesday a month excuse me through each of those mediums through each of those like branches on this tree it's about how do we serve people how do we provide support that looks like um that doesn't just look like carrying somebody through but like support that looks like challenge support that looks like opportunity support that looks like critique support that looks like community support that looks like family and so <clears throat> whether it's a client and we're like how can we serve you um and we're we're the beautiful thing about our business is that we don't my myself and camry aren't the end points right. we are the container holders mm -hmm. so we have a network we have a net that's working of individuals who have different skill sets that we can outsource to mm -hmm. so through the agency if somebody comes along and they're like I want to um, get, I don't know, a haircut. Neither one of us is a cosmetologist, but I need a hairstylist for this shoot, this person is saying, person mm -hmm. X. So we will say, okay, who in our network do we know that does that? Mm -hmm. Who who in our community do we know that provides that service? And then we can allocate that for them. Mm -hmm. So So it becomes this thing of like really – at the heart of everything we doing, we're doing. How do we serve people well? How do we how do we support? How do we provide? Um, and how do we do that at a high level? But is that not what you guys have been then created for yourselves? Absolutely. And I wonder if that's what's. I wonder if like that root or that seed is literally like possible because you've cultivated it so strongly between the two of you. Absolutely. I mean, we. You go. You're about to say something. No, oh well, <clears throat> I was just gonna say, like, also with T three, like for for about two years, we, at the end of each meeting, would say with acts, um, 
three questions. What are your needs, opportunities, and your Celebration. celebrations? And with that, like at, when we first started asking it, um, people were like hung up about like needs, like I don't like I don't really need anything. I like I have everything I need, I need. Like when you say need, you mean like need? Yeah. yeah. And then I got a home opportunities. You know that you know that was that was okay. And then celebrations was also like a hang up too because that's like it was people weren't. I can't. I think needs and celebrations, the hang up, kind of go hand in hand because with celebrations, people were like um, not used to being celebrated for even when they did do like something great. They're just like mm-hmm. either like being hated on or not feeling like they could have that even um, that community where they can just be great. Because I mean, family, you know, can be kind of like. Okay, like Sorry, good for you. Uh, yeah. Like Yeah, that's why that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then with needs, it's like I don't wanna say that I need anything because I I'm I wanna be I don't want to be um a burden on you guys. Right. Um and so by opening that up and saying that every single week, um, for two years, like the people who came frequently, they were they were ready. Like they were ready to say their needs, opportunities, celebrations. Yeah. And then people, you know, with that, like we had groups and groups at a time. This is a global community we we're talking about. Like we had lots of people coming at a time. And so some people were coming in and now people were like excited to say what they needed and whatever and, and the question and answer the questions other people were were getting like um prompted and and getting encouraged to say, um, to say what they needed, opportunities and celebrations. And I think with that, like that that helped us even that helped us see what people, what people like helped us build a foundation for our business and help, help us see what people were actually looking for and needing and Mm -hmm. needing. And it helped us, um, it helped us to be just a a vessel. It it really, it really helped us build foundation in, in around our business. Yeah. In our business. And in our marriage, we started asking each other, what are your needs, wants, and desires? Like, what are you, like, what do you actually need? And I think what you're saying, this this connection between our immediate partnership, mm-hmm. our first order of business, which is our marriage, mm-hmm. and then our larger business, which is Akeen brand. Right. Like, those things work hand in hand. And my wife said it earlier, but I'll reiterate. We learned in this season, at least, um, that they feed one another. Right. Like, if we're not... If we're if we're feeling and this is just our story, we're not forcing this on anybody. But like Mm -hmm. if we're having some shaky something in in the marriage and it's not quite like something's feeling a little bit off. Mm -hmm. If we just work together and we put our hands to do something together, often it'll surface or we'll learn the thing will come up, whatever it is, that emotional thing that we're being affected by in our like personal intimate relationship or vice versa. Like if we're something's a little bit off in the business if we are feeding our marriage like it feeds the business because it's like oh that thing's connected to this thing you know and how we show up in our business is how we show up in our marriage right visioning like what about this crazy wild thing like let's go do this let's do da 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 you know that's more my thing my wife is more like okay so what's the practical how are we saving what's the thing over here what's the budget what that and so those things it, it's it, they're mirroring each other. Our business right. is mirroring our relationship, and so, and and I, yeah, and so they're they're feeding one another, right? And I I think when I decided to make the podcast, we making it. Um, I think I just wanted to be able to redefine what making it looked like. Yeah. Um, and as of yet, um, my notion of making it uh happens to be with someone because I am with someone. But I think that's important for me to remember because I was I was up until like 23, 24, I was really, really clear that I could make it off of anything mm. or nothing. Um, and I think making this podcast, talking to you guys, talking to so many people, nobody makes it from nothing and no one. No. Um, and I think, um, I don't know, I just feel like artists get the bad rap of like, having to be these solo sit in a corner so totally invested in the art that they become not invested in anything else because that's what the art needs and i and i love the um, boldness that you guys 
are able to reflect with your marriage that your business has succeeded because your marriage was succeeded because you were able to be vulnerable with each other. Yeah. You were able to be vulnerable with other people. I just, I can't express enough that like, I didn't see that up until like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just want that to be everywhere and anywhere because it just, again, it just reinstates that limitlessness. Yeah. And I think if you feel, if someone makes you feel limitless, you probably will get close to it. Yeah. If not, just be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you guys are great. Thank you. I believe in love. <laughs> yes. I totally believe in it yes. every day. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we got to get up out of here. Um, I know this interview was definitely different from Hollis's and um, Natty's, but who cares? Um, this is great because uh, the questions do change, but yeah, I hope yeah. that you got something from it. Um, before we get out of here, yes. you have to give me plugs. Where can they find you guys besides their website? Besides the website, um, let's see. You can find me on Instagram um, at uh, Camry Akeen. Um, that's at C A M R Y A K E E N. And I'm at Dubois Akeen, D U B O I S A K E E N. I'm also on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. But if I don't know you um, and you request me on Facebook, I probably won't add you but you can be my friend on instagram and you can be my friend on twitter and i also have uh you can yeah that's enough also and they're really great guys i did their form also they i think you both have like your emails available let me tell you my stalking game is also kind of legit because i'm gonna get where it I'm has trying, to be because i'm gonna get where i'm trying to get to people can answer my questions because i think i'm important yes <laughs> but what i love about you guys is that i think i found Dubois email and then i filled out the web the the sheet on the website yeah. so I casted a wide net and I caught a fish. Yes. See what I'm saying? So if you're trying to reach out to them, cast a wide net and you'll get the fish. Exactly. If you want to be a part of the conversation, please email me at Katie. That's K-A-D-I-E. Smiles, because my smile is cute, dot NYC at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, if you want to make it live, you want to make it breathe, guys, you just got to make it. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Awesome. Bye. All right, guys, before we get out of here, I just want to shout out Mike Brunn for writing and composing my intro theme song. On vocals is Kuhu Verma. You can find both of them on Instagram. Mike Brunn is Mike Brunn underscore, and Kuhu is what is a Kuhu. That's K-U-H-O-O. Thank you so much for listening.